Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of I'll Buy the Popcorn. I'm Emily. I'm Alessandra. And today we're talking about the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles episode nine, Demons of Deception. Yeah. Um, I think you were surprised to hear that I did not like this episode. I mean, I liked parts of the episode. Um, as as how it is with every episode, really. Um, but. It I I it, was it a long time since we talked about indie last time because it felt like it's been forever because I I had to think about what happened on the last Indiana Jones episode before. Oh no, like, it, it like hasn't been that long. It's been well, like I don't know, like a few weeks. Well, I'd like to just to, just to set off the episode. I'd like to uh, recap what happened at the very end of the last episode. Oh yeah, sure. Indy escaped on a bike. Yeah, there we go. And uh, Indy is on a bike again. In this episode. But on a motorbike, not a pedal bike. Yeah, which is uh, much more interesting. Yes. So, um, and then I also would like to say that we had a comment um, by somebody on our Facebook page informing us about what we might have gotten historically wrong in the previous episode. Which uh, is, which is highly like like thank you like we we really appreciate it because i'm actually at a loss with these episodes because i haven't been able to find any historical figures in any of these so i'm i <laughs> you're, am lost. you're just I'm wading really the lost. waters of a giant war here um yes but... not knowing what is happening and i'm trying to look up aspects of this war to see if something actually tied to the story and i can't find anything yeah, so oh, I'm lost. I mean, our uh, friend Jeff wrote on our wall and uh, said that there actually were accurate things that happened during during the war. Obviously, the Germans weren't Nazis, um, and so their PA- POWs received pretty fair treatment, as Indy did. Um, and their uniforms, being French, was irrelevant. Um, says he doesn't know if that exact present prison slash camp castle that Indy gets sent to was actually existed, but Charles de Gaulle was a real person who was a prisoner of war and later became the leader of France. So he also had time um, in the war and had actually spoke of about um, being in higher security facilities but still would get privileges such as newspapers and tobacco. Um, and it says... He attempted escape by hiding in a laundry basket, digging a tunnel, digging a hole through the wall, and even posing as a nurse to fool his guards. In letters to his parents, he constantly spoke of his frustration that the war was continuing without him, calling the situation a shameful misfortune and compared it to being cuckolded. As the war neared its end, he grew depressed and 
He said that he was playing no part in the victory, but despite his efforts, he remained in captivity until the armistice. And on December 1918, three weeks later, he returned to his father's house in Dorgon to be reunited with his three brothers who had all served in the army and survived the war. Then he says, anyway, still love the podcast and enjoy hearing your thoughts on the Young Indies Adventures. So thanks, Jeff, for that interesting uh, information about Charles de Gaulle. Um, yeah, which he wasn't, he was just referenced, right? He wasn't actually in the episode. I don't know. I think he might have been. I, I didn't go back through the indie episode to really remember if, if he was in it. Um, yeah. But I couldn't actually find anybody in this episode either. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So that was kind of sad because I think it definitely would have enriched it. Well, yeah, I definitely think the historical fiction, uh, uh, historical figures. There we go. Historical figures and um, other things like really enhance the experience. I think, um, especially on a, if I'm able to point someone out. But you know, once we get into this war stuff, I'm like, I'm at a loss. It's, no, well, I'm this not going to catch anything. This was a war episode, uh, demons of deception. So yes, I mean that just from the title was very explanative of what was going on especially with the first half of the episode. Oh, definitely. Yeah. It, um, those, those French generals were, were terrible. When they were portrayed as just the most corrupt people. It's just so terrible. Yeah. They didn't care about their soldiers at all. And they just, just like threw them out to die. And less about the Belgians. I mean, just completely like the guy literally said, um, he he said, "Oh, but the Belgians—they're an inferior lot, so we can just sacrifice them." Like literally, he said that. Oh my gosh! I was like, "That is so racist. That is messed up." Yeah, yeah. So um, the first half was um, very. Oops, that's a that's my computer. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Let me turn that off. Um. So. I, I, I liked how this episode started. It had the very intense music with, with yeah. demons of deception being in, like, bright red letters. Like, and sad then, music, too. And then, yeah, then it immediately turned to just sadness, and there was just a whole montage of of soldiers running through the trenches and getting thro- um, blown up. and An excessive amount of getting blown up, for sure. Yep, and there was the, uh, there was the Star Wars scream. What's it called? The Willem the, uh, scream? Willem scream, yes, yeah. that one immediately, like um, within the first twenty seconds. Yes, yes, Im- immediate, effective immediately. It was uh, <laughs> was the scream. Well, I saw um, the motorcycle because it starts off kind of with a motorcycle, somebody delivering. Um, it looks like a piece of paper, and and I was like, oh, motorcycle, how Indiana Jones. <laughs> I did not catch on that fast. I just saw the... I did see the message. I was like, okay, a message is being sent. Had no idea. It, because at... For some reason, I thought at the end of the last episode, Indy would have, like, ran away and gone back home. <laughs> that's... Yeah. That's where I was... That's but where I was thinking some, that he was gonna go. He has just, duty, just not man. be in the army anymore. I know, but, you know... He's, he seemed pretty fed up with being in the war. So. I mean, he's not one to just run away from his problems. I mean, he definitely, he gets into them. Like, especially with this war, he, like, really feels like it's his duty to to fight in this war, even if he doesn't understand it. That's true. 
That's true, and and um, and it it's he's definitely still holding on and staying true to the cause, even though there's like tons of terrible stuff that he sees in this episode. It's so sad. Oh yeah, um, definitely. All this, all the all the things that he witnesses, but um, so as of right now, Indy is sending messages to the front from mm-hmm. the generals. So he's not on the front lines, which I think it's still it still freaks him out whenever he goes to the front, but yeah. um he's he in Verdun. S- yeah. Yeah. He seems slightly better um at delivering messages than uh than being at the front. But Yeah, Remy described it as having a corporate job like he, he had a really nice job because he could just go back to the chateau. And actually had a bed. And, and was, eat some uh, decent food and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he's just uh, going back and forth. And I thought, oh, okay, well, you know, that's basically the whole thing. There's really not anything that you need to hear other than just, like, he's riding this motorcycle back and forth. And sometimes it's got some peril. Um, oh, but the, the, the generals have this big argument that they're going to put... All of these uh, French soldiers and Belgian soldiers, um, in one day, they were like, okay, we're going to make some more ground. We're going to fight these Germans. So everybody just go ham. Like, jump into it with all your men and try to take some ground. And so Indy goes back and delivers this message. And they're all like, well, shit, now we have to just go and sacrifice ourselves, basically. So all these men are rushing onto no man's land, getting blown up like the day is long. Like seriously, um, yeah, they lost like six over six hundred men, mm-hmm. and they didn't get gain any land at all. Yeah, and that scene was interesting where the guy approaches Indy before running out there because I, I guess all the soldiers kind of knew what was happening because pretty much when he gave the letter to the corporal. He, um, or the, I'm not sure the, the namesake of everyone, but, um, the guy who was in charge of the men in the trenches, he gave him the message. I think he just says like, shit. And then he just like yeah, gets basically. up and basically just starts rounding up everyone. And then Indy's like, what's happening? Cause like he didn't, I don't think he knew what was written on the message. Like, I don't think he no ever really knows unless he asks, he finds out like later in the episode what one message says, but, um. But then one of the soldiers approaches him, like, gives him a picture out of, like, a box of pictures that he has, probably from all the letters that he received from his loved one, and, um, he tells him to, like, send it to her or something, or take it to her. I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's and, like a last-ditch last, um, last ditch effort, like, here, so, I know that you're not going to be fighting, so here, tell my wife I love her. And it's just like, yeah, that's so sad, because I bet he gets shot, like, immediately after he says that, um... It was a really yeah. gruesome, gruesome battle. Um, and then Indy has to ride his motorcycle back and tell, the, you know, the generals that everybody died. And, uh, well, not everybody, yeah, like 600 I, men. Yeah, I, I liked how the scene was very slow motion. Like, Indy was kind of processing what all was happening because everyone mm-hmm. was moving so quickly. and. Mm-hmm. And I, and I bet things have slowed down a lot for him when he, since he started sending messages. And, um, and so he was just, it was, it was very surreal how it was all happening. Um, and then there were like rats crawling over the dead bodies and stuff. Like, oh my gosh, hundreds of rats. Oh my God. How expensive, how expensive (laughs) to get all those rats out there. (laughs) Oh my God. 
this this episode was so expensive. Like, honestly, like every it had, a, it had a plane. It had it had everything. It had so much stuff. <laughs> there was a lot going on, especially like I, I, there was a lot going on in this episode. I definitely think I like the begin this first part with all the war better than the second part, but we, we have to get there. Um, yeah. So I actually so. If there's anything else you want to say before this, I have a time uh, at 1625. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. So what's going on is he is living in this little underground, underneath the castle, with um, other people who are also working for the majors and the generals of the armies. Um, yeah. You know, so there's like a... These are like all the really rich people that are living in squalor while they're telling all of the, um, all the, the troops to just go and sacrifice themselves, basically. So, it's, uh, it's bad. Um, so then he's at a table with a bunch of, like, other soldiers, and they're going to explain what's going on with the war. Invaded Belgium. Yeah, I, I, I think that the mess, um, so message Your homeland. What about Russia? Don't forget Britain. They're on our side. Look, France is on the left, Russia is on the right, the sausage is Germany, okay? Now, this is Austria, the potato is Belgium and the beer is Britain. Here we have Serbia. Now, when the Archduke of Austria is assassinated in Serbia. Austria threatens to invade. The Archduke is salt. What about Germany? Germany, as an ally of Austria, declares war on Russia, an ally of Serbia. But we're fighting in France. Yes, indeed we are. France declares war to Germany and Austria because of their alliance with Russia. What about Belgium? Ah. Belgium. When Germany went to attack France, Belgium wasn't the way. And Britain didn't like that, so they joined against Germany and Austria. Right. So we're fighting to protect Serbia, a tiny country no one's ever heard of. That's what this war's all about? I thought that was a very nice description and I could totally see uh, history professors, sorry, history teachers in the United States um, being like, okay, so uh, can somebody tell me what happened in this war? And then somebody would just repeat this entire monologue. <laughs> yeah, that that whole monologue confused me. And, and I, I like how it kind of confused Indy because that, that description didn't help me at all. Oh, was, it kind of helped me. Like, <laughs> it, it did not. I was like, okay, wait, you're just telling, like, who attacked who and who declared war on who. Like, I'm still confused on what's actually happening. That, um, and, and then they talk about how they have no idea what's going on, and none of the soldiers do, and but they have to fight, and it, but it was kind of a stupid war. Like, it started with assassinating the Archduke Ferdinand, and it was like, what? I mean, that doesn't make any sense. Okay, so after this, uh, Indy goes into the infirmary to go see all of the soldiers who are dying. 
and injured. I think specifically to visit Remy. Yeah. Re- shocking reveal that Remy's leg is fine and that he just got some shrapnel in his gut. That's right, because... <laughs> Wait. That's right. We, 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 like, left Remy and didn't know what happened to him. Oh, my God. I'm, like, forgetting everything. Dude, it really wasn't that long ago. It was only, like, a few weeks ago. You know... I, I really don't hold on to information that, that long. <laughs> I really don't. I really don't. Uh, okay. um, but yeah, it's coming back now. Um, I, I like recall it when I need it, but at, at like at first thought it's, it's gone. Um, but yeah, so yeah, so Remy, because that was when Indy got captured and then Remy got like shot or something, I think. He was like, Indy, my leg. And that was the last That's time. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. So Remy, he uh, he sounds like he's going a bit insane in the infirmary um, until you find out what's actually going on. Um, yeah. He, I have a I have a clip, but I'm just uh, it's it's after the fact. So you see him shouting to the the nurses and everything, saying that they didn't get it all out and that he could feel it. And he like starts ripping at his bandages and he's like screaming and going and they have to hold him down. And, and she's like, hold him down. He's a danger to everyone. And Indy's like, no, he's not. Let him go. And she's like, he's crazy. And he's like, let me talk to him. And so, and so here, I got a sound clip for this. Uh, here we go. Um, and, and Indy brought him some cigarettes. He traded some chocolate for some cigarettes. With, like, a soldier. Yeah. Did the surgeon really leave it in? Remy. Remy? No. They got it out. I don't want to go back to the trenches. They'll send me back if I feel well. So I'm not going to feel well. I'm not going. Really listen to me. You have to let it heal. If you make it worse, they'll find out and you'll end up in front of a firing squad. I thought this is charge! And I yeah. charge! So Remy is trying to sabotage his healing so mm-hmm. he doesn't have to go back to the front. And um and Indy's like, sense. no bro. Not yeah. a good idea. You could die for this. This is definitely uh not honorable. Yeah, what's it what's it actually called? I don't know. The um not like not like being a traitor, but it's called like a It's like dishonorable discharge, but like you you're like you could get punished for that. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Um, in fact, you could die, like, you get shot. I mean, I don't think they would do that today, but, um, I guess then. Yeah, I mean, if you're not gonna fight in the war, why, why, why keep you alive? I was just so surprised to see Remy again. I was, like, kind of hoping we wouldn't see him again, but then it is kind of nice to see somebody that we're familiar with. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You really don't like Remy. I he really I, rubs me the wrong way. <laughs> he's just he's such a dirtbag. Like I just don't know. we have to get there. We're gonna get there. That's oh, one of my time gosh. codes. 
Um, dirtbag. All right. So um, then Indy's getting chased by a plane, which is a very yes! exciting, a very exciting sequence. Um, while this he's on the motorbike, insane. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's like delivering a message, and this one guy decides to just empty all of his ammunition like on Indy, and I'm just like. There was really? for this for this one guy you're gonna you're gonna get rid of he he used up all of his bombs and all of his and all of his bullets like everything yeah so Indy's like you know trying to get away from this plane like north by northwest style and oh definitely um he's like you know going around all these edges and masterfully riding his bike and everything is really great and then this guy's like dropping tor- you know bombs on him. And it's landing in all of these, like, surrounding buildings and just exploding, like, just everywhere. And honestly, they just spent yeah. so much money on this, on this episode. On these explosions, they were very extravagant. Oh, My goodness. It's huge. And, like, this water tank falls over and that explodes. And Indy's, like, still on the bike, like, still has this message. And then he gets thrown off the bike into this ditch. And uh, he's fine. But, like, it was just so crazy. I really enjoyed enjoyed that part, because even though he's just a courier, he still has a dangerous job. Oh, definitely, yeah. If if um, those messages don't make it, like, we, we see it at the end, but if those messages don't make it to the commanding officers at the trenches or at the front, things just don't get done. And things just don't happen. And, yeah. like, important information doesn't get to these men. And he goes to this uh, guy who's showing him this very massive gun. It's like a giant cannon, basically. Uh, yeah. Which apparently the Germans have as well. It's a uh, big Bertha or something. Yeah, but they're so much bigger. He was saying that the the cannon weight for those were like 100 pounds or something. And the big Bertha ones are like, t- like 2,600 pounds or something. Like it was some <sighs> crazy, some crazy... Um, huge like difference in number. Oh, that's just terrible. And they sound terrifying. Like this, oh. this guy was jokingly saying, you know, if 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 the big Berthas get here, you know, we're all dead. Like this place will be flat, flattened. Oh, <laughs> and my he's just God. like laughing and walking away, and he's like, um, okay. Yeah, he's like, in, you know, you you're a soldier, you must love guns, and he's like, uh. Yeah, I guess. And then he's like, every soldier I know, he loves was more, guns. He was more interested in the car. Like, uh, the guy was working on a car when he showed up, yeah. and Indy was right behind him, and the he... guy turned around and almost, like, bonked faces with him. <laughs> he was very close to him. It's <laughs> like, what do you expect? He was just like, you like guns. You're a young guy. Come with me. Yeah. That was interesting. So then Indy goes back um, and basically volunteers himself for a spy job because he speaks German. Unknowingly. I mean, come on, dude. What did you expect? I said... Of course he speaks German, and he's going to be a spy now. Oh, my God. And then they were like, okay, dude, you're a spy. Go listen to what the Germans have to say about, you know, what their plans are. And um, I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe you just said he's a spy because I said he was a spy. <laughs> yeah, because Indy thought he was just going to be an interpreter, but the other the other guys there did not say anything because they knew what was going to happen. And... Um... And so Indy has to traverse no man's land. Yeah, in the middle of the night. The, yeah, to the German barracks and uh, listen to what they're saying. Um, so he's a, listening. A very and funny scene. He tells them, <laughs> yeah, he tells them, like, he's listening to them talk and they're like, oh, we're going to bring the big Berthas over. 
And he hears no, that. No, before that, they're just talking about random stuff. Like, they're like, oh, you're never going to get my girl. You're yeah. never going to get, what's her name? Like, well, I'm getting to the point. I'm getting to the point of the situation, which is the most important part of this whole this whole section, which is that Indy falls asleep and starts snoring I, while he's listening to them talk about nothing. His adrenaline didn't keep him awake. Like he's literally in en- behind enemy lines alone. Like could get shot at any moment and he falls asleep. <laughs> And he's snoring, so the generals hear him snore, and they're like, you gotta figure out what that noise is. One job. Yeah, and I think either either the generals wake him up, or his snoring wakes him up, and then finally they talk about um, two big Bertha guns coming in soon, and so he has to he has to get the hell back over (laughs) to the other side. But not before somebody sees him, and then Indy ends up throwing a grenade back and blowing up the entire, like, shack. I guess he killed those guys, right? Those guys, I guess, but I guess the, the it must have not hit. I thought there was, there were grenades next to TNT. I thought the whole place would have just been blown up. But I know. It I guess, like I it guess not, was. because there were there still definitely enough guys there. There were still definitely enough soldiers there to shoot him on his way back over. Yeah. So, well, I mean, I guess it must have been long enough to where some guys were still alive on the other end. Not to mention but that he got like he tried to save that French soldier, and then the other guy jumps on him, and he has to kill him. And the French soldier's just dead, I guess. Yeah, because there was there was a dead or dying uh, German sh- soldier also over there, and and I guess he had killed the guy because I I think the guy was playing dead mm-hmm. when he first found him. And then when he came back, the other soldier was there waiting for Indy to come back and stab him. Okay, so then Indy gets back somehow miraculously, <laughs> like, and tells them that the big birthers are coming. And the the grand generals don't believe the, that at all. They're like, how come you speak German? How come you say you're Belgian and, you, you know, we don't believe you, you know? Because they're all spies. Because he's like, everybody's a spy. And it's like, okay, I guess it makes sense that Indy's a spy because he's definitely not Belgian. And, you know, everybody's like, just like, oh, you're Belgian, right? And he's like, yeah. You know, it's like, what? No one has noticed yet that you are clearly American? Like, I just don't. (laughs) Yeah, because then the part with the the police later on, which isn't even crazier. But Yeah. yeah. So the the terrible French generals are such douchebags. They're like not listening to anything they're saying, and they're just they're just terrible. I hated, and except for that one guy, the one general was trying to. Oh, but he was trying to save his hear, troops. Yeah, yeah, hear Indy out and save his troops, and they're just like, shut up, you're dumb. Yeah. Uh, so <sighs> they're they're saying that the French troops. So now since they don't believe that the Berthas are there the next day or whatever they have this attack planned and um the uh generals are like okay this attack's gonna go ahead and then one of the other generals is like okay cancel the attack because he believes indy so he said i canceled the attack um but the only way for the other general to start up the attack again is to give a written consent like assigned written consent to like the front that they should start attacking the Germans, which is the yeah, dumbest because, piece yeah. of bureaucracy I've ever heard. Because who the fuck has time 
to send notes like that when you have a phone, which they do. What if what if some random person was calling on the phone and they weren't authorized to send the order, Alessandra? It sounds like very good sense to me. It it does, but like that's why this war took so fucking long. <laughs> well, yeah. And so many people died because of this bullshit. <laughs> well, and it just and it just it, it just sucks because we were dealing with a bunch of really bad French generals and the one good one who actually stopped everything because he was like, why would you tell... Like, one of the bad guys, bad generals, was like, well, I have orders to have these guys fight, and so I have to do what I'm told. And then this guy's like, well, our people are going to die, so I'm going to stop the... I'm going to stop the attack, and then it's just... It was just some crazy... Power shit. Yeah. Because then the guy shows up and he's like, why did the gun stop? Start the attack again! So he said start the attack again, but so Indy has to take a written, you know, letter to the front to tell them to start attacking. Um, But on the way, he sees Remy, who has to go back to war, and then he also takes it upon himself to fuck up, which is amazing. So that the actual written consent doesn't get there and all those men don't have to sacrifice their lives. Well, yeah, because at least, because this was the time where he was able to know what the message was that was being sent. I think, I don't know, the guy that gave him the message was a little suspicious or even fishy to me, because mm-hmm. once he gave him the message, he, and he was like, what's, yeah, he like smiled weirdly, so maybe he was a spy? I don't know, it was never brought up again later, but um, they said, oh, the generals want to start the attack again, and, and Indy's like, what? They can't do that, they'll all die, and then he turns around and it's like, they don't have the power to do that, or like, they don't have the right to do that, and then he turns around, does this weirdly evil smile, and is like, <laughs> a- and it was like, apparently they do. <laughs> like, it was so weird. But I did um, love how Indy <clears throat> decides to get rid of the note, and throws his um, the note and the motorcycle in the ditch that he had fallen in earlier and blows it up. Yep. And yep. now he has to not do his courier job anymore, and then Remy talks to him about it, and he says the funniest shit. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you, do you have a time code for that? I, I do. I do have the time code for that. Oh my god. So he meets up with Remy in the trenches, and now he's just a regular trench soldier again, because um, uh, he, you know, he can't go back to that job. He he sabotaged the entire operation, which is definitely crazy. Um, so here we go. I can't believe you actually did that. You could have ended up in front of a firing squad. They'll never figure it out. Wait, Remy but said. But still, you lost your career job, and you put yourself back in the mud. You're crazy. Seemed like a good idea at the time. You men got to live another day. You are living in a chateau. Warm, dry, close to so much good food. Close to so many beautiful women in the village. Remy? Not that village. No, the real women are in Paris, Remy. Paris. Don't talk about it. What wouldn't I give to be in Paris now? Well, we may be there soon. Don't be stupid. No, I mean it. I just got a letter from a friend of my father's. He may be able to get us a furlough to Paris. I believe that. I believe that. When I'll have a beautiful, soft, blunt little mademoiselle on my lap and two more on each arm. Oh, my God. 
So then they take a train God, to Paris. That... He's <sighs> such... <laughs> Remy is he's... such a horn dog. It's ridiculous. He's such a dirtbag. <laughs> Are you sure he's married? Yeah, he got married. He said, I got married like that. <laughs> got the married <laughs> yeah this little rat body was like I got married <laughs> that was the funniest thing I've ever heard you say okay um, so now they're they're uh, they're on on furlough they, they yeah. are on leave on whatever leave. yeah um, because because Indy's father still happens to just helicopter parent him even while he's in the army. Yeah, which is so. adorable. <laughs> that that he re- do you have the do you have a time code for that letter that that guy I do, read? I do. Oh Let me, God, I do. It's I, so good. I'm getting it I'm getting it set up. Hold on. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm just gonna explain that I was so excited that, you know, um <laughs> Indy and Remy are going to Paris, which is the last time Indy was in Paris was when he was with Picasso. Like as far as we know. I think he probably had been there you know, many times after that, but um, yeah, who knows? We definitely, um, what I thought was really funny was I was like, oh, I'm so excited that we're going to be in a city away from all this war stuff. And I I could not be more, like, upset with the rest of this episode. It was not that, good. That, that I, this is what Indy did with his time. I know. It was such garbage. The whole He's rest of this episode was so bad. I was, like, wishing back for, to be on the trenches again. I was like, no, no. Yeah, it was just God. What they did with the rest of this episode was just like they gave up. It seemed to me like they, <laughs> they just, just gave had... up. I mean, the first part was good because his father was like helicopter parenting him and and telling him what to do. And you know, if he had just stayed with the people that is that his dad had put him up with, he probably would have had a good time. Okay. Just so did you find that that um, time code? Yeah, I got it. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me play that. So this is the letter that. Um, his father's prof- professor friend is uh, reading to him to Eddie your father writes when he has his next leave he will surely go to Paris as a cultural center it is too good to miss and he continues war is a fool's game if he hasn't already figured this out have faith that he soon will any help you may give him in extracting himself from his obligations will be greatly appreciated by me. You may inform him that I greatly encourage him to renew his educational pursuits at the university of his choice. He need no longer concern himself about my view in this matter. I don't have to go to Princeton? Thank you, my dear friend. Okay, so basically the letter was saying... Um, like, please watch over him. Take him to all these boring things uh, while you're there. Um, like, what was it? They wanted to take him to a... Uh, they wanted to take him to, like, a lecture. Yeah, a lecture. And they had a they had a birthday to go to that night for, for someone important who was turning 65. And, uh, and he brought up his schooling again. Because, you know, Indy never finished university. Um, and his father... Just that he doesn't lose Indy forever. He's would just like him to go to any college of his choice, which is a pretty awesome. I know. And he also wants Indy to go to like a university, but that Indy's like, no, I can't. I have um I have an assignment that I have to do. <laughs> 
He's like, we'll I'm just basically just have sex with women while he's there. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, Remy. This the, the second they get there, Remy's like, man, get out of it. We got we we got two weeks, two and a half weeks to just have sex with a bunch of hookers. Like, come on, literally. Like, yeah. Don't hang don't hang out with these with these geezers. Like, like and Remy is such a, he's such like that that bad influence friend. Yeah, he totally um, is. But, um, but yeah, so pretty much his father wanted him to live with these, with this professor for the next two weeks and pretty much just, you know, um, have like a, an educational visit, basically trying to, trying to get him back to his, uh, his trips with Miss Seymour, basically, I, I think. Like, it well, was, I think it he just kinda... doesn't want him to be wasting his brain on the war as a troop. That too. Um, Which is true. But, it's being wasted out there in the trenches, for sure. Yeah, so to get out of staying with them, he ha- he tells them that he has an assignment for the Belgian army to where he has to stay at a specific location the whole time, and that he's going to be basically working on this. What did he say? He, like, coyly said, like, the ins and outs of this assignment. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh my god, and can I said, you just <laughs> shut up? I said, this assignment <laughs> being women. Yeah, basically. Um, yeah. So then he goes to the party. And, yeah, they said, well, Indy, we have to at least tell your dad that we hung out with you at least once for for an evening. And he's like, so please come to this uh, decrepitly old man's 65th birthday. I mean, not decrepitly <laughs> old, but you know. Like, to whatever. them, because everybody ages terribly back then. Yeah, so just come to this guy's birthday. It's going to be a hoot and a holler. And then and, he uh, sees so the beautiful go. lady. This very tall lady. She's very tall. Um, she's very like overpowering. She's very uh. I don't like her. Almost, almost intimidating. I, I. You know, it flip flopped. I really didn't like her. Then I was like, she's all right. And then I was like, no. <laughs> You're I terrible. Didn't, I didn't care about her in the beginning, but then I kind of like how, uh, how their relationship kind of turned out because like. I don't know. This whole second half kind of reminded me of Moulin Rouge. A little um, bit, except for the fact that she definitely wasn't, um, like, they never, they didn't really have feelings for each other. They were just enjoying each other's company, I think. Well, yeah, that's true. I was I was saying more about the aspect of where Ewan McGregor kind of goes insane and, like, mm-hmm. kind of starts, like, following her because it's definitely he's not in love with her and he says that he's just kind of obsessed with her at the time which which like she seems to have this effect on a lot of people so basically she's a dancer um i believe like a burlesque dancer like a stripping burlesque dancer of some kind yeah um we never like see a performance so i'm not entirely sure but she has very uh she's got this insane skimpy outfits yeah she's first i saw her and i was like she has too much skin showing there there's I don't like this. And then she's basically got, like, the most red hair. Her hair's like Merida's hair. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, um, I thought she looked like Gates McFadden. No lie. Yeah. I'll say that. That's what, uh... I'll say that. Yeah. And then, uh, so, um, Indy is immediately smitten. And, um... Is pretty is pretty much just just horny this whole time because you know he came to, to came to Paris with a purpose and uh, has yeah. had to yet had to yet put that purpose on hold, so uh, he's very tense, and um, he like 
I don't know. He like just chats her up and then there. He, he reads Greek. He like translates Greek to her and she's just like, you're so young and cute. <laughs> like she's old. She's much older than him. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, and pretty much nothing else happens like in the rest of this episode. I mean, nothing happens until the end. Basically they hang out. They, uh, they, uh, they do a lot more do, than they, just hang out. Um, <laughs> they, they do the dirty. <laughs> And, this episode um, was definitely not the family-friendly episode that I thought it was going to be. Like, she invited him up to his her room, and like in a hotel, and they told the people at the front desk that it was he was her nephew. Yeah, it's like <laughs> what her nephew, and then he slept on the couch, and she didn't come home until the morning because she was out with her other gentleman callers, and she's like, yeah, "Oh, I'm and sorry," then, and then immediately. There, there's some guy following her, which you know immediately. The second Indy goes to her place for the first time, there's some guy with a very suspicious reading, like, you know, newspaper gimmick. And a trench um, coat. Blending in. Yeah, and a trench coat, like, following Indy around and asking who that guy is. And so someone's definitely keeping tabs on this woman. Um, and um, so I, I kind of thought that part, like, when we find out why she was being followed, I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um once we got to that part, but basically, <clears throat> um, basically he just spends like a day just with her, and just, they just do like cute things, I guess. And she's got this accent that is kind of annoying, and she talks to Indy like he's a little baby child, and like, you know, he's she's he just like, <laughs> really, yeah. I don't like it at all. Like it's really throwing I wanna, me off. I want to know she was French, right? No, she was uh, from Holland. What was I she? Think? Oh, that's right. She was from she was from like some. What was it like from some exotic place or something? Started with a J. What? What did she say? I think she was what? she was from Holland and then she like went to India and learned to dance there or something or I don't yeah, know or something like that. Just, and yeah, everything yeah. she accent, said was just like what? Her accent was very interesting in that. <laughs> I can't wait till we get to the last scene. Okay, so we just gotta keep going. Okay, well um, I just would like to say that the way she seduced him was just to get her face really close to his face and then put her hand on his thigh and then was like, I like it having like touch or something and then he just like held her hand and then he kissed her and then they were in bed together. It was like Wow. Oh, oh, okay. Like it just escalated. I don't. So I don't bad. think it would have. It would have taken much, Alessandra. He was. Uh, You're so right. He was very tense. <laughs> he was extremely tense. Like we the just whole haven't time. seen Indy with a woman intimately ever up to this point. So I'm just. I just assumed that he has been not with women yet. You know. Yeah, I, I do like that he brought up Vicky. So that was nice. Yeah, definitely. Where he was talking to Remy, and he is just like, yeah, I definitely don't love this woman, but uh, she definitely makes him go crazy. Um, makes sense. But she she uses him. She has him. She she has him help her move. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> After knowing him for a day and a half, she's like. Hey, can you help me move? <laughs> like, after she ignored him that? another night, she was like, I got Yeah, after tonight. she left him alone. Yeah. Oh my God. And then he's like pissed at her and she's like, um, sweetheart, how about we have sex again? And then that'll make up for everything. Help and me then you move, help me please. move. You help me move my clothes. So ridiculous. Like just everything after that. Pretty much, pretty much once she started to... Um, like ignore him and kind of like show that she really didn't care. That's when I kind of started liking her because I was like, yeah. all right, she's definitely just someone. She has who's, her priorities and, and I, straight. 
Yeah, and she's and she's been around, so she's not taking any shit from Indy, who's just like, I thought we had something special. Like he like starts going, he starts following her, and then um, this is a problem. What, what was I it? thought? Oh, he. <laughs> It, it took me like I have a sound. I have a. Uh, I think it was the, the him talking about Vicky, but I don't. We don't need to play that. I guess. Uh, no, yeah, I didn't really. She. Yeah, and any everything they talked about was just kind of pointless, probably until like the end. But we could just describe what's happening. So. <laughs> so then, when when he follows her one night and definitely and finds out that she's been seeing some other like military what was it she was it only took me seeing... till the, she was seeing like the minister of war or something and it only took yeah. me until just then to realize that she was definitely a high class prostitute like holy shit oh how... definitely it oh, took definitely. me so long to figure that out i was like oh like it was like a freaking aha moment for me <laughs> it made so much sense because what was it i had i had tied it back I, I I knew that she was um, a high end prostitute because what was it? Once I compared it to Moulin Rouge, which was back right, when the prostitute I don't know, there thing. was this there was this very like psychedelic scene that they had oh where everything God. was like slow motion. Yeah, and what that was rem- up with that? And that reminded me of Moulin Rouge. Like yeah. I I, th- I think I think they were in bed together, and it was mm-hmm. and it was all slow motion. I think, uh-huh. but. Uh-huh. It was so, a weird, yeah. it was a really weird montage. Like, he, he like, woke up with her one morning or something, and, like, he had, he had uh, the sheets wrapped around him, and I was like, take it off, take it off. No. Oh my gosh, Alessandra. <laughs> and then, um, and then she was like, <laughs> I was thinking, though, because she, this lady seemed pretty smart, like, she, she was playing her cards pretty right with all these people and knowing all these people in high places and i was like this lady's oh, yeah. a, a real step up from willie i gotta say um because willie's a from fucking willie. idiot yeah. oh, gosh from i just willie willie's the worst like how can how can he go from sleeping with these like genius women to fucking willie willie is just the lowest of the low you know, I feel like Willie was just a a desperate need for a, a for a com- for a company. No, what she just it? happened to be there. That's just all her entire role in that movie. That's true. I mean, I I don't think he he never went to that that club where the jewels were to you know meet Willie. He went for other reasons, and that she just happened to tag along. <laughs> That mod um, again. I, we gotta talk again about that montage. Okay, so it's like I seriously thought he was like on drugs or something because it was like so, it was like psychedelic. It was like kind of warping and going between like sleeping with her and her being shot and like people be dying. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I want to know what happened to her and why they kept showing those like those scenes of her in the war. I mean, it was like she was she was she got shot or something but like it never happened it was just like what is this show where is this? what if it did happen <laughs> it went in a direction know. that just i just not expect at all i don't know it was extremely interesting but yeah she was in like a firing squad and then she got shot and she yeah she kept having these flashbacks like all through the second half of the episode that was super interesting i wanted to know what happened but we never we never know but yeah so she's being followed by the police yeah and the police Indy follows the police, her 
Yeah, Indy follows her, climbs up to some guy's, like, window, and is looking through the window, and he makes, like, some weird barking noise. (laughs) And and, and the guy's like, what was that? Was it a dog? And, like, or something. And he, like, he, like, opens the window, and, and... and Indy's holding on to the window. Like, if, if that guy didn't know that, in like, one window shade was a lot heavier to open than yeah. the other window shade. But he would have known that Indy was out, there. Like, he, like, is holding onto the outside of it, and it opens yeah. up. And Indy's, like, flies yes. out, like, along the side of the and, building. And, he's, and falls. And he's thrashing his legs. Like, he's thrashing them. Like, like, I don't know how this guy didn't know that Indy was there. He's not like, subtle. Ever. He's definitely not. He's just the most not subtle guy. He just I also I also love how Indy's like two separate people when he's in the trenches and when he's just like in the city with like the the high class people because what was it? He he always shows such poise and um like you know, he's never like tripping or falling or being clumsy when he's in the war, but then the second the second he gets to his his dad's professor friend's house, he like drops a teacup yeah. and like spills spills stuff everywhere, and and like, he's just a clumsy oaf the second he like gets into town. He's a clumsy, and then and then when he gets uh, awoken by the red haired lady, the prostitute lady in her house, he like is laying on her chase, and she wakes him up, and he flies off the couch and like falls off the couch. Yeah. Like, so, like, how do you just get these two separate indies? Like, just a super clumsy indie and then just not clumsy indie. You know what? Maybe understand. it's just they were trying to show, possibly, that he had some kind of, like, shock because he was so used to being in the war that it's, like, he's got that, um, he's got kind of that shell shock. Like, and that's why he shakes and that's why he drops the teacup, you know. But they didn't actually do that. Like, they didn't give it the time that it needed to be, like... That's what was going on with him. They didn't even think about it. Yeah, it kind of just seemed like some some slapstick comedy of some kind. It didn't it didn't seem like it had a purpose. Um, but so he f- like falls from the window after he sees them kiss. So he's like, "Oh yeah, my girl's totally cheating on me." Um, and one of the guys who has been following. I, I, I cannot remember her name, but follows the lady, uh, takes him in, and this is where he gets questioned by the police, because again, Indy's going by so many different names. He goes by Indy, Henry Jones Jr. De France uh, or something. Yeah, yeah, De France. De France. Um, and so they're like, pick a name, man. Why are you so, why, why are you so suspicious? I know. They, and, they definitely are like, dude, you're an American. Your name's Indiana Jones. Like, he's like, yeah. Um, so it definitely. He's like, why are you being so suspicious? And so they think that the lady is a spy and that she sleeps with all these high, um, higher up men to, like, find out secrets about the war and then tell okay. whoever, like, I think that's that's what they're going for. And just gave me some beautiful drinking chocolate with some really nice whipped cream on top, like a little fairy. It's really, I'm very excited to eat it. <laughs> she just skipped away. Aw, that's nice of her. Mmm, delicious. Anyways. Um, and so he spent the night in jail, and so then the second he gets out and goes back to see her she's like 
where have you been? And he's like, what the hell? I've been in jail. I know. I love that line. <laughs> and he's like, like the, what do you mean? The, I've been in jail. The police think that you're a spy. And she's like, oh, yeah, I know. But she's like, and he's like, and I saw you kissing another man. More importantly. I know. I saw like, you kissing another man. More importantly. <laughs> she's like, what do you he's expect? Like, I'm not, I didn't just promise you anything. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Like. I know. Like, it's not like he's super upset with it or anything. It's kind of like, you know, he knows that she's doing this. It's just, I think he's a bit more surprised than he needs to be. Yeah. And, uh, oh, I have a time code, because I, I like what she says. She, like, totally tells him off, because it's totally true. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but did you see the part when when he's just calling her, like, a prostitute? She goes... I will not be ridiculed by a little boy. Like yeah, I don't I, the way the way she said that was yeah. just so funny. Um, and then she throws, she throws something directly at the camera. Did you see like the camera like shake? Yeah, yeah. I said, yeah. I said the yeah. the bag hit the camera. Man. <laughs> like that's what I wrote. Yeah, the bag hit the camera and yeah, it like yeah. shook. <laughs> it's a good scene though because he also. During that scene, she says, like, I've had all these lovers in my life. I'm much older than you. I know what I'm doing. And it's like, yeah, lady, you do. Like, Well, yeah, and she, and she tells him that she's not a spy. Like, she said that she makes a lot more money just being a high-end prostitute. Like, she doesn't have any interest. And, and she was aware of the police following her anyway, so she has all that under control. It's just Indy that's being crazy. Well, and I think that Indy is the one who she's using like to be honest she's using indy it's it's not really like the you know she's using indy for her own personal gain which is um he's really attractive and young like he's 22 and you know she'd much rather be having sex with a young attractive man than with yeah old men who can give her a lot of money and and pretty things she's like you're just like a toy to me basically (laughs) that's basically what indy is in this episode and that's, and that's when I started liking her, because she was like, all right, she's just being straight up with him. Like, you came here just to have a good time. You didn't come here to fall in love with with anyone, so I don't know why you're trying to make me think that I should love you when this isn't even what you want. I said, this um, show is just going there. This is not a family-friendly episode. <laughs> I mean... Okay, so I have this time code. All right. For uh, for what she tells him, I, I, I like how she describes him. It's a pretty funny. You're nothing but a sad little boy masquerading as a man. Your life is filled with deceptions, little boy. You're playing soldier. You're playing lover. You're playing the self-respecting jealous husband. You're just playing. You're too young to know what you're doing. And at the end, you're just a sad little fool. You're sending me back sad little fool. Yeah. I love the way she said fool. Yeah, she really grew um, Yeah, I me. like yeah, I, I liked her at the end, because she, she really put Indy in his place, and yeah, he's he's still, he's very young, he yeah. thinks he, ha- he has everything all together, he he knows he wants someone to love, and he I, he knows that he needs to finish his duty in the war, and but he has all these masks that he's putting on, and he just needs to, he really just needs to figure out himself, really. He's and, a uh, very complex trying... character that <clears throat> goes through so many amazing, like, things in his life that we're watching. Like, especially, this is his coming of age, his, like, entire coming of age section of just, which is the whole show. But, you know, like, 
he's exploring so many different aspects and, and things, you know, and it's just like, this is what is going to make him the indie that he becomes. It's, it's very clear that the confidence comes, you know, he's still kind of cocky as a young man, but when he's older, he knows a lot, you know, and it's like, I'm really excited for it to get into like the archaeology stuff because we really haven't had any chance to do that yet. Oh yeah, definitely not. Um, and I'll, I'm, I would kind of like to, yeah, definitely get into the archaeology stuff and maybe get into like the artifacts and things. Cause it's, it's just interesting seeing how this show is really developing over time. Cause you kind of had just the little random episodes where Indy just gets into trouble and he finds out stuff and he, you know, um, he exposes people for being bad and yeah and then or learns about religion or learns about you know now we have the old indie learning about love learning about war learning about um sex i mean it's like a completely different you know it's his education in the world yeah because he just he just spends all of his time as baby indie just learning and then now he thinks he knows all this stuff but he really does and he still has a lot more to learn and um hopefully hopefully he figures his shit out yeah, and hopefully we get to see the foxy dad again. That's that's all Alessandra looks forward to. She's uh <laughs> I don't I, I don't know how foxy he'll be anymore, Alessandra, once we get to see him again. If we do. If we do. Are we even are we ever gonna see him again? I think we'll see him again. Think so? In a flashback, maybe? I I think we're we're gonna see him. I think Indy will go home after the war. Okay. How many how many more episodes are the are the war? I'd I don't like know. know. What's the next episode? I'd like to. I'd like to not be in the war anymore. I, um, I think. Oh, this this next one's called like Phantom Train or something. Yeah, Phantom Train of Doom. <laughs> Is it of Doom? Yeah. What? Seriously? Yeah. I thought you just added that. No, no. By K. By Kabus. Kabus. Uh, the the I, name. The person. The person that we're following all these on. Phantom Train yeah. of Doom. What? Yeah, yeah. That's Are we out of the war? Probably not. It's probably going to be like a little sub sub story within the war still. It's uh, <sighs> like maybe it'll be like a um, murder on the Oriental Express kind of story. Oh my goodness! Maybe that'd be exciting. Yeah, I, I would. Uh, I would love that. Except for it says of doom, so somebody has to die. Uh, yeah, of doom. Uh, we all know when things have of doom at the end, something bad's gonna happen. I think you might have made me think more positively about this episode, but I still didn't like it very much. It was very uncomfortable for me, and I definitely think uh, I, I'm excited for other stuff to go on. The war yeah, stuff's there, really bugging me. Yeah, there were definitely some interesting aspects. I'm definitely getting tired of the whole war stuff now. I'd like it to move on. Um, and and besides, we've had some good war episodes, so now that we're kind of just still in the war, there I feel like the episodes are just kind of listing now. But um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, this episode was okay. The first, I thought the first half was a little slow, but it had it had good parts. That that's all I can say about this episode is that it just had good parts. Yeah, like, there were a, a lot whole... of interesting things and fun things in it, yeah. but it's definitely not as fun. Like, it's losing its fun. So would you say um, uh, three three treasure chests? Or three, uh, what is it? Three, what did I say? Treasure three chests? Three forbidden eyes? What is it? 
three adventures. I don't know. <laughs> three chests. I think it's three chests of chests. Yeah, or three indies or um, no. Three I, I, out of five, I, I'd probably give it like like one or two. I thought we were going out of ten. Oh, out of ten. Yeah, I'm. I'm yeah, giving like it, three. I'm giving, a, I'm giving like a three. Yeah, yeah that sounds about ten. right. Three. Uh, three out of ten bones. <laughs> bones. I don't know, man. Three out of ten I'm artifacts. Trying... Three Golden out of ten nuggets. This Ugh. this belongs in a museum's. Three. No, three out of three out of ten. Holy grails. There we go. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Even though there's only one holy grail, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well um uh, yeah so, so next time next time you see you guys talk to us well maybe you're not talking to us next time we see you i can't, I can't do this let's close out <laughs> close out for the next <sighs> indie episode well we'll see yes. the next indie episode sometime in the next month maybe and uh you can follow us on soundcloud or itunes um, you can also email us at allbythepopcornpodcast.com or allbythepopcorn. What am I saying? Allbythepopcornpodcast <laughs> is happening. This close up terrible. Allbythepopcornpodcast okay. at gmail.com or allbythepopcorn at gmail.com. I was not paying attention enough. And it shows. Um, so our next episode, if you guys are looking forward to it, we're going to talk about Ready Player One. Next, oh, yeah. Uh, Right? That's next? Yeah. Okay, yeah, we're going to talk about that next time. Um, also, and, uh, uh, tell us what you think. Email us. Write us on Facebook. We really enjoy that. Um, you can also find us on Twitter, at ByThePopcorn is our handle. And then you can also find us now on Instagram, at AllByThePopcorn. So that was really fun. That's really doing well. Um, I'm really excited to post this newest episode. Um, and next week's episode as well. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you guys later. <laughs> Talk to you guys later. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.